Welcome to another edition of the Solopreneur Movement Podcast. My name is Dr. Bruce. Every single week, I try to come into your life and add some type of value that I believe will move the needle for you as a solopreneur falls solely on you every single day to go out there and grow your sales, your service, your marketing, and protect your confidence. All of this is a mindset. And this week's topic, I believe, will really move the needle for you, which is how to plan and attack the week. Welcome to this week's podcast episode, and if you're new to my podcast, I really try to deliver content that I believe will move the needle for you personally or professionally, and not in a long-winded way, right? I try to keep my my podcast right around 10 minutes, and it really is some type of tangible, actionable item that you can go implement right now, whether that's personally and or professionally, and I call that 2.2 millimeters of change, right? I think that's a Tony Robbins concept. No great plastic surgeon will ever make more than 2.2 millimeters of change on somebody and they'll never make more than seven changes. Otherwise, you end up on that show called Botched. And I'm not trying to botch anybody's business. I'm just trying to give you some little tangible takeaways for you to go out there and be more efficient and more productive in your business. Okay, so this week, a big part of any business really is having that plan of attack going into the week. So I'm going to break down what is the difference between planning and what is the difference between attacking the week. Both of those are important. And when I talk about planning for the week, I truly do believe that 80% of your weekly plan should be mapped out on Saturday or Sunday, right? So I spend 60 to 90 minutes every single Sunday. That's the theme day. And we're going to talk about that a little bit. Uh, on this podcast episode, but every single Sunday, I want to have the plan in place going into the week. Now, the reason this is important is because once you start the week, you're getting hit in all these different directions. I really want you to be so proactive that you can just react on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Okay, wash, rinse, and repeat. So when it comes to having that plan in place, if we can really do this properly on Sundays, we're planning for the entire week and we have it mapped out. This is what I have going on on Monday. This is what I have going on on Tuesday. Oh, this is this event going on on Wednesday. This is this big opportunity they have going on on Thursday, right? So you have it all planned out. Now, part of the reason this is so important is there's a great concept called the Sunday scaries. And I know that I've had the Sunday scaries. And when I don't plan and attack the week, my Sunday scaries at night when I'm trying to lay in bed getting ready for Monday, like my mind's racing. So planning and attacking for the week really helps you kind of alleviate the pressures of the Sunday scaries. And the Sunday scaries is just like all human beings. There's certain things that we do on the weekends that might be amateur, right? Like you might want to go out there and maybe you have too many cocktails. Maybe you go to parties, you go do whatever it is that you want to go do that you really enjoy with with the people who matter the most. And that's not a bad thing. But when we overindulge ourselves, when we get out of rhythm and routine, and then we start looking at the week on Sunday for, for Monday, and we're like, oh my gosh, that creates the Sunday scaries. So to the best of my abilities, I want to help you overcome the Sunday scaries by staying in a rhythm and a routine when you're planning and attacking the week, right? So at least give me 60 to 90 minutes every single Saturday or Sunday so that you have that plan in place. Some people choose to do this on Fridays before they go Uh, home from the office, right? So some people are like, you know what? I'm not going to work on Saturdays and Sundays. I'm wired a little bit differently. That's just kind of the way that I roll is where I like to do Sunday planning on Sundays for the week, okay? So how do you plan for the week? So my number one question would be planning for the week is it really is a matter of looking at any new leads that came in from the previous week, okay? So I fill out a weekly vision board. A vision board for me isn't the house, the money, the cars, 
you know, all the external things. It really is, who do I want to proactively talk to going into the week? So one of the actions that I do is I look back over my previous week and I say, what any, were there any new leads that came in from the previous week that I have not, not yet talked to? I haven't set that appointment with. I haven't made the initial contact. Uh, you know, I haven't maybe thanked the referral partner, whoever it came in through, right? So that's the number one question, all right? So is look at your weekly success tracker on Friday, from uh, last week, Friday or Saturday, any new leads that came in, okay? The second thing that I like to do is I just look back over the previous week's uh, vision board and I'll say, who did I did, who did I or did I not talk to, right? So I want to look back through and say, were, were there any people from previous week's vision board with all the different names on there that I haven't talked to yet or that I haven't had a resolution yet. So a lot of times I'll just carry over the previous week's names of people and I might scrub out some of the names and I might add new names to them uh, depending on the events that I have coming up or depending on the leads that I have come in through the previous week, okay? And then I also look ahead and I ask myself, what existing meetings do I already have on the calendar? And then I make sure that I add them to the weekly vision board, all right? So these are just three simple steps for you to plan for the week ahead. Number one, any new leads that came in from the previous week, make sure that they're on your vision board, on your help list. I gotta make sure that I reach out, hey, I think I can help you based on this, this, and this, you're right, this referral came in from here, or maybe it's a target person, whatever that might be, okay? The second thing is, were there any follow-ups that you did not do from the previous week on your vision board, or maybe you had a follow-up and now there's another call to action going into the week? And then the third thing would be, what existing meetings do you already have on the calendar for the upcoming week, okay? So that's how you plan out the week. If I were going to add another one on there, I would talk about what events do you have coming up, right, for that week. And then from there, you're really mapping out, okay, I have this event on Monday or Tuesday or Wednesday or Thursday. That's, that means that, uh, you know, this non-negotiable that I have set for my business, uh, it might be a little bit more complicated for me to do on that day. So therefore, I need to find a different time uh, to do that activity, right? So I am a big believer in a concept called the four-hour workday that I created, Right. And the four-hour workday is I like to do 90 minutes of um, personal development time that's taking care of my mind, my body, my heart, my spirit, the whole person theory. I like to do 90 minutes of professional development time. That's me doing my proactive prospecting. Uh, I like to do 30 minutes for my marketing activities. And then I like to do 30 minutes on my database management, right? So if there's a day where I'm going to be outside the office, I'm in the field, right? I follow theme days such as backstage days, performance days and then off days. And so when I look at that, I'm like, okay, on Thursday, I'm gonna be outside the office, therefore this, this, and this needs to get done before then, all right? So that's how you plan out for the week. Now, how do you attack the week? Well, you attack the week, in my opinion, by looking at those events that you have on the calendar. So what pre-existing events do you have coming up? Do you have a speaking showcase event where you're gonna get in front of a group of people? Uh, are you attending an open house, a networking event? Are you attending, there's any number of different kinds of things. Are you uh, hosting your own advocate event? Is there a, a ball game or a certain activity that you enjoy doing that you want to invite three, four or five people to? So that's one way to attack the week is look at the pre-existing meetings or pre-existing events that you have on your calendar and ask yourself, how can I best leverage this meeting with this person or best leverage this event that I have coming up, right? So if I have a meeting with somebody that I'm trying to close, maybe they've been to my fight club for you know 90 days now, I might reach out to somebody else that made that introduction initially. I might reach out to somebody that's in the mutual circles with that person, and I might just say, hey, I have a meeting with so-and-so. You're right. Is this a meeting that you maybe want to come tag along with? Right. So that's just a very obscure example of that. But a lot of times I do like to name drop. A lot of times I do like to look at social proof, social consensus of the people that I'm meeting with. 
And then how can I leverage that one meeting maybe with two or three or four additional contacts, okay? Uh, another thing that I like to do to attack the week, and this is part of that 2.2 millimeters of change that so many people struggle with, is I wanna be proactive in my prospect. So I like to add at least three new people to my help list. Those are new targets of people that I think I can help through my services. So I've done podcasts in the past talking about perfecting your prospecting. And a big part of that is you already have your pre-existing database, that's great. You have your 100 to 250 active people in your database, but I'm constantly adding three new people every single week. Now, why do I do that? I wanna avoid the sales roller coaster. Why do I do that? I wanna to continue to skill up and level up and be able to create my own lead generation, right? The best way for you to become indisposable regardless of the industry or career that you're in when it comes to sales is being able to go out there and proactively prospect. So I have my target markets and segments of people and I can get on LinkedIn, I can get on any number of different lists and data that is out there and I can proactively target these three people. Now, another way that I do that is I think to myself, what marketing activities uh, or what special offers do I have, right? Like what are some issues that are going on in people's lives of the exact target market of people that I can help with my services? And then I simply just pitch them. Hey, are you currently going through this? Are you currently having this challenge? Are you currently seeing this potential or opportunity, right? This pain or potential. And then I just present an idea or an offer to that person. You know, we have this thing right now going on. You know, if it's something that you're interested in talking or learning more about, let's set some schedule up and then I'll send them my calendar link, which is bookbruce.com, right? So I have a designated link. They can now book uh, time on my calendar there, okay? But this starts by simply understanding who are your exact target markets and segments of people? And then from there, what is the pond that you're consistently fishing in? How do you go find those three to five people every single week to keep your helpless filled with new business opportunities, all right? Now, the last thing that I do to really attack the week really involves going through every single day, 15 to 30 minutes. Are you proactively filling in the activities that you did, right? We have our 90-day sales manager CRM, which is really an accountability software. All right, so it, it, it's built to withstand any pre, during, and post business, but it really is built for you to go out there and get new business, right? So to help you proactively prospect. So one of the things that we ask our people to do is spend 15 to 30 minutes every single day and just recording your activities. And once you record the activities, is there a follow-up? Is there a call to action with that person? Now, the cool thing about our CRM, talking about attacking, is like, when you start using it, it'll tell you what you could or should do that day. So you'll wake up and once you start actually using it and you get all the different, your contacts organized in the right categories, it will give you suggested activities based on, hey, it's been three days or five days or seven days since you've talked to so-and-so. They're in your fight club. These are some, some different ways that we recommend for you to fight to earn the business. Okay, whether it's a call, whether it's a text, whether it's inviting them to something, whether it's a personal trigger, a business trigger, right? So we actually start to give you different recommendations. So. To attack the week, like once you start getting in this rhythm, the first time that you really mental map and plan and attack the week, it's hard. But it's gonna become a habit that becomes easier and easier and easier. So we have all heard either you'd run your day or your day runs you, right? Planning isn't something you did, it's something you do, it's an ongoing process. So I really do hope that there's some, some key information in here, some nuggets, so to speak, to help you really be more proactive in your weekly planning and attacking of the week. Remember, this isn't something we did, it's something we do. It's an ongoing process that helps you be better tomorrow than you simply are today. And if you can really start to build in this weekly habit, 60 to 90 minutes proactive prospecting um, and, and really filling out your weekly vision board and your mental map going into the week, it's gonna make a huge difference. That 2.2 millimeters 
of change. So I hope this helps you. As always, if you are interested in accountability software, go to 90daysales.com. If you're interested in one-to-one coaching, we do offer that now as well for a, from a productivity standpoint on how to help you plan and attack the week and the different things that are involved with you and your business. And lastly, we have a 90-day coaching bootcamp, okay? So if you want to go through the 90-day coaching bootcamp on your own and you're in real estate, mortgage, title, insurance, financial, you can go through that completely on your own. You could literally start the following Monday. Um, otherwise, we have quarterly bootcamps. So let's just say you wanted to go through a coaching bootcamp with other real-life people. Every first Monday of the quarter, we have a coaching bootcamp that includes a live access to myself, our certified coaches, and other people all over North America who are in real estate, mortgage, title, insurance, financial. So as always, guys, I really appreciate you buying into our systems. I try to be a coach for you. I believe a great coach will make you have conversations you don't want to have, make you do things that you don't want to do, but help you become something you never thought you could become on your own. Everybody needs a coach in life. We all need some level of accountability. We all need a scoreboard. Everybody competes harder when there's a scoreboard. So thank you so much for believing and trusting in me to be your coach every single week.